Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Put On Waivers Podcast with your host, Dwayne Douglas, on the POW Sports Podcast Network. So whether it's the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, or even hockey, nah, forget about hockey. Now for the best in sports talk, come along for the ride with the Put On Waivers Podcast. Here's your host, Dwayne Douglas. Philosopher? Yes. 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 I think that. And welcome to the Put On Waivers podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Douglas. Sorry for the little delay in the start, but you know we got editing equipment for that. I'm here with Mike Ronaldo and James Amato. We're gonna talk about the world of sports with you guys. NBA. Um, MLB and um, the whole beef with, you know, Barkley and Draymond Green was a, was a funny one. Um, so well, we'll, we'll talk about those things as well. Thanks for all those guys who um, came as guests on the Raiders Today podcast. Um, that was a pretty good uh, podcast we had this week. That's up, up on iTunes and SoundCloud for the folks who um, have Androids, if you choose to have Androids. And then there's nothing wrong with Android. If you, want that, if you choose to have that phone, it's no problem. Um, James, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Okay. We're good. Um, so let me just go on a little bit of a, a rant for, for, for like two seconds and then we'll talk, we'll dive right into the, the um, NFL draft. So like in life, there's always these things we call outliers, so outliers are people like say say the guy who is a multi gazillionaire but it's a college dropout. Um, you know they 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 don't take they don't take the path that everybody else takes. You know they 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 do something different and they end up becoming very successful in life and in business. That happens that happens a lot. But for the most part, you got to take the 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 path that leads to original success like like you know just just regular success so you're trying to build a football team and you want to build that success so a couple years ago you make the mistake of drafting a shorter quarterback who has issues off the field to say it kindly your organization has the same head coach doesn't learn from those mistakes and then draft another outlier at that position when they have a first pick again a couple of years later. Then when they have a fourth pick, one of the most coveted positions in all of football is pass rusher. They pass up on that 
to go to get another outlier who was a five eight slot corner. Now that now that Denzel Ward's not a good corner, but he's a shorter slot corner. Mike, I'll let you have the first thoughts on that. But like, what? I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield can't be a good quarterback. It's 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 possible. There's no question about it. It's possible. But it's a reason why most power hitters in the league aren't built like Dustin Pedroia. It's a reason why only two quarterbacks in the league are my height, which is Drew Brees and the guy there in Seattle, Russell Wilson. Just your thoughts on the Browns bucking the trend again and going with another outlier with the first pick in the draft. Well, I don't think they just went with an outlier on the first pick. They went uh, with an outlier, not an outlier necessarily with the fourth pick because he was probably still going to go in the top ten. But um, but they, it, it's strange that everybody kind of went into the draft thinking there's no way even the Browns can box this. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of – and we were talking about it, um, and we were, you know, we, Pete, whenever somebody – literally whenever somebody compares someone to, to, to Drew Brees, it makes me laugh a lot because there's literally only one Drew Brees we've ever seen, somebody who can throw like that with that at that size. And the first part of his career, you know, with injuries included, people didn't even believe in Drew Brees at the beginning of his career, that he was going to, that he was going to be this good. So it's, it's just crazy to me coming out of the draft. I'd have no problem really thinking if you, if you think me, uh, if you think he is a the best quarterback on the um, that, that you have rated, okay, maybe. But I, I think it's crazy to take uh, with the one and the four pick. They could have actually you could have made an argument if they took um, if, if they um, took one of the other quarterbacks. Even if they heck, even if they took Rosen, uh, but they if they took Sam Darnold and then they came back with Chubb. You could actually say that you could potentially say they got the best quarterback and the the best player out of the draft potentially, and and then they, I, if I was a Browns fan, I'd be really, I'd be really puzzled. I mean, again, it's one of those things they didn't play the odds by any stretch. Um, James, kind of your thoughts on this? Like, you know, you look at the, um, you just look at the history of the franchise, and ever since what I can't even think of the last. Um, of course, since Kozar, they've been struggling to find that to find that to fill that void at quarterback. There's a long laundry list of quarterbacks who have who have failed in Cleveland. You think with a new GM, Ken Dorsey is a new GM. I mean, I'm not. It, it, it's completely possible that he'll come in, and four years from now, we're saying that you know Baker Mayfield is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. But James, I mean, would, I mean, like, do you? Do you feel what I'm saying when I say like another outlier at the position? I mean, he's it's really tough for me. It's really tough to keep going down that same road. Yeah, it it was not a good draft for the Browns. Um, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again. Um, you know, basically, they did it again. I thought for sure that they were going to go with Darno, and I thought they were going to take Chubb with those two picks. Um, you know, maybe they believed the Belichick hype that Belichick was really in love with him, so they had to draft him. I, you know, I, it goes, you know, everyone had him third or fourth in the draft, and they took him number one. So 
you know, hopefully he proves everyone wrong and they can get a winner down there in Cleveland, but it just it doesn't look good right now. You know, um, who are they going to draft number one next year? That's how you got to look at it right now, the way they're going into the season. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they have not had a good quarterback in Cleveland for a long time. You know, Kozar, they had Testa Verde for a few years. Um, then the franchise folded, you know, moved. Um, I just – I don't get what they were thinking in Cleveland. I, You know, there were so many other players they could have taken with those two picks, and I just don't think they did a good job. I'm not impressed at all with, with the Browns. I thought they had a chance to really make an impact. Um, they could have been an up-and-coming team. You know, they're, they're not going to have LeBron in Cleveland next year, so it, it was their chance to take over the town, and it's it, – it, I'm still dumbfounded by the, the, their whole draft. Yeah, I mean, don't you, don't you guys, and then you have John L. Go ahead. I was going to say, don't you guys think that they could have, they could have at that point benefited from trading back in either one of the positions? They could have gone from one to two, if the Giants, you know, if they, if if, if that was a possibility, they could have traded out of four and still got the same guy that they got at four. That's another thing. Like if they just traded back that's a few a, spots, that, that's I don't think anybody would have had yeah, a problem. Yeah. That's a great that's a great point, Mike. That is one of the biggest points. If you're gonna if you're gonna draft Denzel Ward next anyway, okay, fine, I disagree with it. But get some more picks out of it because why yeah. wouldn't you do that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, trade back. I mean, he's, he, trust me, Denver was not taking Denzel Ward. Um, you know, <laughs> the, the Colts were not taking Denzel Ward. You had John Elway in Denver. John Elway was ready to pull the trigger and to get out of his spot. And then he said, "Oh, Bradley Chubb's gonna be there. Okay, I got this." I'm not going nowhere. I'm not, I'm not going. I always not stupid. I mean, say what you want. I mean, he may look like the logo, but I mean, there's no way. There's no way he's gonna um, bounce out of that pick. I mean, that's just. A, I mean, I, I, just, I just being a smart GM. Um, I, I, to me, that, to me, that was just like crazy that, that they actually did that. It made no sense to me that they did that. But um, then the Browns, man, like then the Browns. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even. They didn't take. Here's the thing. How do you have those picks and not take? The consensus number one player at that position in either picks. Like you just, I mean, how do you, like, think about that for a second. They, they did not take the consensus number one either in, in, in either one of those picks. That that absolutely drove me absolutely crazy um, watching that um, in the in the NFL draft this year. Um, let's see here. Giants take Saquon. In his second second pick, um, you know, comparisons to, you know, Daniel Tomlinson, all that stuff like that. I get, I get all that. I Giants are not usually that usually in the top ten. I mean, they're they're pretty consistent of a football team. Um, I would not have gone with Saquon Barkley, but they're gonna double down that that you know with you know with science with all this other stuff. Um, players are playing longer than they ever did. And they went out there and got an offensive line. They they, they drafted Will, Will, um, um, Will Hernandez in the second round. They did that. They they got a um, talented um, playmaker in Saquon Barkley. Um, Mike, you're the Giants fan. Not it's done now, so you can't do anything about it. But are you happy with that pick? <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what made me more happy was the fact that. Um, I, 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 I like the pick. I, obviously, we talked about it previous weeks. So that taking a running back that early is is probably a, a no-no. But there's two things that made the pick 
a good pick for me after the draft was done was the fact that um, uh, the running back um, uh, uh, is it Michelle? Is it Michelle? Is that his last name? Um, I always, for, I always mispronounce his last name. If it's Sonny Michelle. The fact that he was drafted late in the first round, so he wouldn't have gotten to the Giants in the second round, and the fact that the Giants used their second pick on Will, Will Hernandez, which um, all seems like all signs point to him being um, a very, very good pro. Um, those two things combined made it um, made it feasible for me. They took Barkley, and you actually solidify and get one of the best offensive linemen in the um, in the draft as well. I think a combination and the fact that Michelle would not have fallen to them in the second round, all those things together made me feel really good about the pick. Uh, James, you're in, you, you and Mike are in the same position a little bit with uh, aging quarterback who was on, who's on the, who's on the back nine of his career. No matter how, no matter, no matter, no matter I mean, age, age, age eventually is going to catch up with Eli Manning and, and Tom Brady. Um, if you were the Giants in that spot, would you have taken a quarterback there? Since, since you're not up there very often? Uh, no, I actually wouldn't have. I, I think the Giants are going on this little, we have three to four years to win. Um, we have Eli for the next three to four years. It was a good pick for them. Um, I consider last year just a, a fluke year for the Giants. They were a playoff team the year before. I think those Giant management's whole thing was last year was just, you know, not the real Giants. And to get that a pick up there and to get the best running back in the draft, I it was a really good pick for the Giants. I think a lot of people are underrating the Giants draft. And, you know, that division is looking like a mess this year, and the Giants could easily win that division. You know, Dallas is, doesn't know if players are coming or going. Um, Washington is Washington. You know, the Eagles are still there. But I, I think the Giants had a really good draft. I mean, you know, the funny thing, I mean, Dwayne, Dwayne, the uh, funny thing is if, yeah. they start off, if they start off 0-4, Everybody will, will, everyone will be screaming why they didn't take a quarterback in the draft. <laughs> you know what? So. No, it's not even that. It's, it's not even that. I, I'll do you one better. If Sam Darnold, who the Jets, I think, got a, a, a solid quarterback in that um, with their pick, um, if Sam Darnold becomes a who is a Matt Ryan type, okay, the Giants are going to say, Giant fans are going to say, you know, yeah, that's great. He has 150 yards total offense against the Redskins, Saquon Barkley, but we have no quarterback in, in, um, in, in a couple of years. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I, I mean, I was, I, was, I was taking the quarterback, look at the league, and it's all about running backs and later rounds making impacts. I mean, it really is. I mean, I mean, just go to last year. Like, I mean, these draft, these draft gurus and these Mel Kuypers, everybody, nobody, nobody really took a about Kareem Hunt last year. In the draft, nobody nobody ran and raised about um, Alvin Kamara last year, and look and look how they tore up. I mean, every fantasy football league, whoever had those guys, they ended up winning it. Like seriously, <laughs> another yeah. guy in my league <laughs> had one of those guys and they ended up winning it. So those are the kind of guys you want to have on your football team. Get them late in rounds, fill that roster out, and you can find a running back um, later on. Uh, James, part I want to skip to the Patriots. I'll oh, go ahead. Not to not to not to stay on the Giants any longer than you may want to. Part of this oh, was them trying to change. Part of them was trying to change their image, um, because automatically you heard reports, you know, on ESPN. You know, as soon as the draft pick was made, the word is the Giants want to make him their the face of their organization. It was it was like a uh, a little bit of an anti Odell Beckham pick, in my opinion. 
because of all the work coming out about how they want him to be the face. And I, it almost felt like it was purposefully done that they wanted to change the direction of the organization the way it was viewed. And I think that was part of it also. Well, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, listen, if Eli, I mean, Eli's in the same spot as, as my quarterback. If, if you don't have a bad, if you don't have a good year next year, there's no excuses. There's really no, it's absolutely no yep. excuses. Yep. Um, before, I, before I talk about Gruden's first draft on the Patriots, um, Offensive lineman, we saw that coming with Sol- with, Sol- with, um, with Nate Soldier going to the Giants. Now they bring in Sony Michelle, who is um, I guess the injury that is it's not that serious. Um, from, 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 what we, from what we heard, we heard that was like you know kind of a bone on bone situation with um, his knee. But um, thoughts about the Patriots draft, um, James? I, I like the draft. Um, much better place than. They were the that whole month coming out of the Super Bowl loss. I'm excited to see Braxton Berrios step in in that slot receiver role. Um, you know, Miami players tend to have some pretty good NFL seasons. Um, I'm really excited. He's the most he's the part I'm most excited about is watching him play. Uh, we did get a quarterback uh, from LSU, so it'll. Um, I feel a lot better about the Patriots this week than I did probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago, because it was everything was just such a mystery and. You know, now everyone's saying they're coming back. We have to worry about people retiring. Um, you know, things are looking things are looking good. Oh yes. Un- unfortunately, the band is back together in Foxborough. Woohoo! So excited <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> so, um, I was gonna say. Oh, so everybody's going like a little nutty about the Gruden's first draft, and I think that like whatever. I mean, people. People, until he holds the Lombardi Trophy, if that ever happens, you know, until that happens, it's he's always going to be overpaid and overhyped as a coach because it's in people's eyes. Like it, the Raiders, the Raiders can't win this situation because, like, you know, they sat there and said, um, you know, everybody said, oh, you know, so and so had to go. What, uh, what's it? What's the name again? Um, Jack Deruel had to go. They replaced him with a with a with a coach, and they're going to kill him for how much money he makes. So he goes out there and drafts two offensive linemen very early in the draft. And yes, I was I was one of those Raider fans in the living room saying, not don't don't Colt, not Colton Miller. Anybody but Colton Miller. They draft Colton <laughs> Miller. Okay, fine. Whatever. He wasn't going to get out of the first round anyway. Um, right before they picked at ten, um, Bo I think say um, not Barkley, but uh, Rokon Smith went to the Bears, and Mogunchi went to the Niners. So. Right from there, you knew. The um, right from there, I knew they were trying to trade back. The only really big beef I had with him was like I could not believe when they traded back five slots. You ship back five slots, you have to get a second round pick. A third and a fifth is just not enough. I mean, that was just like that's just like one on one. You have a draft chart, the Jimmy Johnson chart that everybody created, that everybody goes by, and it still so shows you why Jimmy Johnson was such a great drafter. Um, he's probably a better a drafter than actually a, 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 a head coach, which, which was just kind of scary. But like, like you, you just cannot allow that to take place. When when Reggie McKenzie traded away Carson Palmer, you're trading a starting quarterback. He still didn't he, he didn't get enough then, and I and 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 um and John Gruden didn't get enough in that pick. But later on later on this week, you find out that our future right tackle. Who was already in? Who, who was already in camp without Alexander? It has a four four game suspension coming up. 
And our starting left tackle has domestic violence issues with his wife. Looks like looks like looks like nothing's going to be charged or whatever. But there were issues there that we didn't know about that they that they probably knew about. So, so so that's why they ended up drafting those guys. So it's a little bit understandable. Just that that thing was bothering me not getting enough back in return. And then at like around pick twenty two, I found out that one of those third round picks went from uh, went from our team to. Pittsburgh for Latavius Bryant, and I went to bed okay that night. After that, because because I'm looking at a, a, a no excuse kind of offense where you have Derek Carr, yeah, Derek Carr, Jory Nelson, Amari Cooper, Latavius Bryant, and Jared Cook. They should move the football pretty much on anybody. So see what happens there. I, I mean, I, I know it's going to be mixed reviews because it's because he has so much power there. And two, and two with the championship is always going to be mixed reviews as far as, as, far as that goes. Um, let's see here. The Bills. So, James, James mentioned this team a lot. And I think they are really – they're not ready yet to challenge New England at all. But, like, but they did make the playoffs last year, even though they were trying not to. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they were trying not to. I mean, wait. <laughs> When when you're in the playoff race and you bench Tyrod Taylor for that whatever that rookie's name was, and you you do the five picks in San Diego, they were trying not to make the playoffs. But they 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 get um, the kid Allen. They are they made solid moves in the off season. Uh, they they have a they have a starter, um, AJ McCarron right now, and waiting to hold the fort down until until their future quarterback is ready. The Bills are making some really good moves, and I, th- I think they're going to be a solid team going forward, James. Yeah, uh, Bills, again, had a nice draft. They've played the Patriots close the last couple of years. Also, a couple of games they probably should have won. Um, they have a nice little solid foundation up there after all those years of, of being lost, it seemed like, that you know they're, they're finally getting it all together. Um, the Bills scare me. Um, I don't think they're ready to win the division. They, like I said, they put up some tough games against the Patriots the last couple of years, and um, they're, you know, they're they, they seem to know what they're doing. You know, um, maybe the Browns could take their playbook and and see how it's done. But I think that's a, a great pick, Josh Allen, going there. It's it, it was the right pick for them. Yeah, I'm a believe so too. Um, you mentioned the Raiders trading back five slots because because two of the guys on their board weren't there. Um, Mike, you know, thoughts on Rosen going forward um, with the with the Cardinals? I, I think it's kind of a good a good spot for him. They also pick up um, Christian Kirk, Texas A and M wide receiver as well. I, I liked it for I, I liked it for them. Uh, you know, it it was funny when when he comes out and says, you know, nine mistakes. You know, I, I hate that kind of stuff right off the bat because I didn't I didn't necessarily think it was genuine are fully genuine necessarily, but because um, it almost proved why teams I think passed on him a little bit, just a little bit too vocal. Uh, but I don't. I hey, don't Mike, he does remember? Have... Remember, he's rich, so he can't be a good quarterback in the NFL. He's rich. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you know. Again, I, I think the thing that that he should he shouldn't be mad at the other nine teams. He should be mad at his college coach because you know if I was a GM. And I saw his college coach basically ripping him, saying, "If I were you, I wouldn't draft him. I wouldn't draft him high." Uh, that probably did more damage and caused him to slip 
uh, you know, slip the 10 than anything else. But I don't think there's any shame in slipping the 10 anyway. Uh, but it's a good spot for him. I think he's a little bit off the grid. He's still out west, you know, I think, which is probably good for him. And so, um, he's, he, you know, a lot of people thought he was technically the best quarterback in the draft. So if you're a Cardinals fan, you, I don't think you can be unhappy about that. Plus, he doesn't have to start immediately, although, you know, he's got a few games before Sam Bradford gets hurt. And then, and then he can move probably in and maybe week four or five. Yes, over over under on uh, number of that that is actually a line in Vegas. The over and under on Sam Sam Bradford games um, started this year. So I mean, he he is three not. Games. I say three games. Three games. Three 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 games. So you can see that you can see that as well. Um, James, really quick on the Patriots again. Did you see the the Jim Jim Gray lives a charm life? I have to say. Seems to get all the big interviews. Like, 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 like whoever's the generational winner of the of a generation, he seems to get the interview with him. He's really good friends with Tom Brady, I guess. So he got a um, interview with Tom Brady um, this week, which he always gets because him and Tom Brady are like best friends. Um, any thoughts? Did you, did you see the did you see the um, the interview at the Milken Clinic or Mil- Milken Institution, whatever they call it? Yeah, I I read about it. I saw it. Um, Jim Gray irritates me. Um, he always has. Um, ever since he called out Pete Rose, Pete Rose at, at the All Star Game when they were celebrating Major League Baseball's all time best. Um, ever since that day, like I just he just irritates the hell out of me. So um, I tried not to watch it. So I just read what was said because I I honestly like I'm sure Jim Gray's a really nice guy. He just irritates the heck out of me. So. Um, yeah, I did see what was said, and a lot of people were like, we're just going with the plead the fifth comment, but he was joking around the whole interview with Tom Brady. So, um, and, you know, he was back on the Belichick, um, the, the Belichick, uh, what do you call it, the, the Gatorade, you know, the, the lemonade. You know, he was, he was drinking from the juices on how great talking about Belichick again. So, um, yeah. It, he can throw it was, it was interesting to yeah, uh, Brady can always throw a little salt on, on on the wound when it comes to when it comes to um comes to them because he has all the power. Like you know, I mean, let's just be real. Like, like I'm, so, I mean, I, Belichick is one of the best coaches of all time. Like, no, no question about it. Him and Ernie Adams do a tremendous job. They they do a great job. But if you put an average coach with with the greatest quarterback who ever lived, I, they're gonna win some games. Not going to Super Bowl, you know, but I think if I put an average coach there, coaching with Tom Brady, just the way Tom Brady is, leave leave everything else in place, they're going to go to the playoffs, especially with that division. I mean, the division has just been such an aid for them, my God. But um, so with that being said, he can kind of pop off. Pop off. He's already won because because Garoppolo got traded. He won that battle. The biggest battle of his career was. Convincing the owner to say, "Hey, trade that dude. He's too good. I don't want him here because because because, because Brady didn't want to get traded. So that's how it is. That's how simply it is. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, New England will be will be twelve and four again as as they always are. So they probably lose James, the first James, game. Quick quick question James. for James. James, when they when they traded up in the first round a little bit, and when they and they still had. Um, Lamar Jackson on the board at 31. Did you? I know that was some of the drama at the end of the at the end of the first round. Did you think and did you want them to take Lamar Jackson? 
Yeah, I wanted Lamar Jackson. Uh, I thought that's who they were going to take. That's where all the rumors were pointing. Um, and I was shocked when they didn't. But, again, I I still like the draft. Um, but, yeah, I thought for I sure think... they were going to take Lamar Jackson because just, he just started to fall there. Yeah. I think if he was available on day two, they would have they would have went to the first uh, first round. They would have went to the top of the second round to get him. I, I thought they just I thought they just wanted to get they kind of wanted to have their cake and eat it too with that. I think the thing about what I think one thing about Jackson, the best thing for Jackson, in my opinion, was not to go to New England because I just think it's so tempting for him for 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 that coaching staff for Josh McDaniels the company to have some plays in there that are not quarterback plays for him. And he wants to play quarterback. Um, the thing about and he, but he, but he, like again, he is another outlier. He's he, he's another outlier. So we can talk about the Sean Jackson. I mean, excuse me, the Sean Watson all we want. And I thought he had a, a really good rookie campaign to a certain point. But didn't he? He ended the he ended the season where? Not in the playoffs. Not 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 in sixteen games with an injury. Because it's a reason why these guys are six five, and and built to play quarterback to take the punishment of these defensive linemen who are knocking the heck out of them. And can those first Khalil Mack, um, you know, type hits? Can Baker Mayfield take those? I mean, nobody touches you in that in that conference he plays in. Nobody touches you. It's 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 seven on seven in that in that league. That's why that's why people are so hard. People are so hard on analyzing players who come from the Big Twelve. So we'll just see what happens there. But obviously, we don't know nothing. Cleveland knows everything. <laughs> Take a quick break. Be right back. Be right back. Be right back after this. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad, music again. The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's Intro to Classic Rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's Intro to Classic Rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically, cancel anytime. Welcome back to the Put On Waivers Podcast with Dwayne Douglas, James Amato, and Mike Rolando. Back on the Put On Waivers Podcast. Um, any of you guys see the Avengers movie? Yes, I did. Did you like the I movie? have not. I've, I've, heard good, I've heard good stuff, but I have not. So you guys can show down a little bit here. James, <laughs> you like this movie? I loved it. It's it's one of my oh, ten God, movies movie. of all time. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I hate this movie. I hate it. Dude, dude, uh, dude. I'm sitting there watching it. I'm sitting there watching it, right? And I'm sitting there watching okay, the fight, fight. So finally, like, you know, a brother gets a superhero. We get Black Panther, all right? So he's in the movie, right? He's in the movie. So Thoros has to come and destroy Wakanda. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. Like, I mean, like, we can't even, I mean, are you serious? I mean, we can't even last for one movie. It's like the biggest Marvel movie ever. Boom, next movie, Wakanda's gone. And Hulk was, a, Hulk was a punk. He didn't even come out. He got hit one time and never came back out again. I couldn't believe it. I was so heated. I was so heated. And now, I can't say it. And, and, and the next one, if Paul Rudd, if, if Ant-Man, like, say, 
saves the day, him and Michael Douglas, I mean, come on, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Gotta be kidding me. Oh, my God. $20 down the drain. It was a great movie. It was it was awesome. It was written two years before you knew there'd be a Black Panther movie. Um, obviously, everyone oh, came no, back. No, it's all part of the. No. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the movie for Mike. Um, yeah, please it's don't. Been out for a, it's been out no, for a week. Although, now, so. <laughs> I'm I'm highly discouraged now to go see it. Highly discouraged. No, to go, go see, see it, it now. You gotta go see it. it. You gotta like go it. see it. You, 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 you gotta go see. You gotta go see it. Oh no. Maybe Venom will be better. I don't know. I I I, I wasn't I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I mean, I know. Maybe if you go back again, no. maybe you'll maybe you'll like it the second time. Oh no! Oh, Thanos! I mean, I don't care. I I'm okay with a bad guy winning. Obviously the. Uh... <laughs> Obviously, the Raiders draft impacted your weekend, so you yeah, couldn't really enjoy the movie. <laughs> I'm okay with the Raiders draft. I really am. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine with the table. The Bryant should be should be should be is a great addition. So I'm, I'm I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. Jeez Louise! As long as he can stay on the field, if he can stay on the field, maybe. Listen, you know, a, 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 a podcast I listen to sometimes, um, the Black Hole Banter podcast, is a with a podcast, and one of the guys always says, oh, every football team, you need car boys and car teams. So. <laughs> every football team has them. No matter what you say, every football team has car teams and, um, and choir boys. So we'll sort of talk about that. So any, any last, before we go to baseball, any last thoughts on um, the draft as a whole? Um, I, um, David Akers was pretty funny. Um, this and the Cowboys. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, but for, the, for, for that, that was, that, was, that was hilarious. Um, but um, as far as anything else, um, any teams, any 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 favorite picks by both of you? Who's your favorite pick of the draft? I think the Jets ahead, had James. a great draft. Yeah, I I like the Jets getting Darno. Um, yeah, the Jets. I think they had they had a really good pick there with uh, with Darno and. Jet fans should be really excited um, for the future. Um, my feeling was he was the best quarterback in the draft, so uh, and he's in New York, yeah. so let's see what he does and, and let's see how that organization goes with him. But hopefully, you know, he's not another Mark Sanchez and he can, you know, maybe be a Joe Willie for them, or at least Ken O'Brien. Yeah, uh, at least, yeah, at least Ken O'Brien. Um, I like Mike? I like I like three picks. I, I'm gonna really quick. Don't even touch on them too much, but. I like uh, the the Panthers uh, pick of DJ Moore because yeah. I think it enhances their their offense. They already have a lot of weapons on offense with Cam, and I think they got better instantaneously with him. I also like Calvin Ridley. Uh, it was an interesting pick with the Falcons. Uh, obviously, he's going to get a lot of single coverage there, and I think enhances an offense that's already good that probably needs a little bit of a uh, a boost to it because just. Um, you know, a year removed from the Super Bowl, and I think they needed a little, another weapon on that team. And I actually do really like the Patriots. Sonny Michelle is going to is an explosive player at the running back position, which they haven't had a lot of explosive running backs come out of you know come out of the backfield there. And I I'm afraid of what uh, they're going to they're going to be able to do with him. Yeah, well, I mean, it all starts with, with New England. It's going to start with the line because the line is going to be. Um, might have to be a big key. Um, James, you remember Maurice Hurst for the Patriots? 
Yes, I do. You do. That okay. Was, um, so yeah. So his so so I guess his son was played for Michigan. So this is this player connects all three of us because he's the son of Maurice Hurst. He's Maurice Hurst Jr. and played for Mike's favorite team, who is the Michigan Wolverines. And he got drafted by the Raiders. And his story is interesting. He doesn't have really any relationship with his father whatsoever um, at all. When he, when he sold his father out, he ended up um, finding out that he had a new had a whole family with another, with another with a woman or whatever, whatever. And really, really didn't connect anything with his hasn't really connected with his father at all. And then he wears seventy three because his father wore thirty seven. Kind of a reverse role there. One of the most dominant players in college, college football, but he has a heart condition. Um, so obviously, so, so the Raiders are going to watch. He, he went from being a top ten pick to a guy who who ends up being like you know a fourth or fifth round pick. So that was that that along with the with the kid who who who, who got in Seattle. I was like kind of my like your heart kind of goes out for those guys. I hope, to hope they are successful in the league because it's just good stories. Um, I kind of like Rosen. I like my quarterback to be a little pissed off. I think he could have handled it a little bit better. Um, he could have handled it the same way Aaron Rodgers did, and just uh, just not say nothing, and just tear the league up. <laughs> like to me, like that that's a better way. It, it did come off a little pompous. Little, it, the guy is just he just comes off as a little pompous and a little whatever. But like at the end of the day, the guy's talented. He knows he can throw it. He knows, he knows right now he's better than Seth Arnold. So we'll see what happens um, with the uh, Arizona Cardinals and um, Josh Rosen. I'm Major League Baseball now. Do you – and this question I'm going to ask, ask to both of you is, when Stanton was on the market, do you feel like that this is – it kind of ruined the taste a little bit as a Yankee fan to get him. Kind of like just because they they made all these great they they had all these great hometown guys and you add him on, into it. Kind of like the way the not to the same level or degree, but it's kind of the same way the Warriors did. Like they had a great home um, cooked meal there already, and then they added Durant, which made it oh it's over the top now. I don't feel like even watching. Like, do you, I mean, because, you know, do you feel that way a little bit, Mike, about that? Because Graver Torres and Andujar and all these guys are playing, are, are, are playing well. They're showing that they belong in the majors. And now you're in a situation where you have, you do have Stan, you're paying them big money. Do you feel like a, would you feel a little better if they were doing the same thing they're doing now and just had more of the hometown feel without um, having him? I I can't say I, I can't I'd be I'd be wrong I mean I I would be going against what I thought when they originally got them. The main thing for me was that they didn't give up any of those guys and they didn't. So if they had to give up any of those any of those stud players in the in the minors or any of their young prospects, I would have felt that way. Um, I don't I honestly, you know, he's a little bit of an annoying player to watch because obviously being stuck out in Miami, you don't always get I mean you get the highlights, but you don't see the day in and day out all the time of how. Um, you know how, how you know what kind of a hitter he is overall. Uh, now tonight, you know we're going to be uh, uh, prisoners of the moment. He's got two home runs tonight off Dallas Keuchel. So 
you know, you take the good with the bad. Uh, but I don't. For me, he doesn't because I think he he does add. You know, he is a feared hitter. And even to go back to the Warriors, if I was a Warriors fan, they have a title out of it. So regardless of, I don't think it ruins it as long as they win. It it, adds, it definitely adds pressure, though. I mean, if they, if he's not on the team, so much attention isn't. They still have a lot of attention placed on them because of the Yankees, but they have an increased amount of pressure because he's there. He just it just comes with the territory of getting a star like that, either by trade or or free agency. You just add pressure to your team. That would be the negative to me. Jane, your thoughts on Stanton to the Yankees? Does it feel does it does it, does it would it would it be would it feel better if they just if they did not add Stanton and they were just doing what they're doing now with just all the kids from the farm? Um, I mean, they basically are with the way Stanton's playing right now, um, <laughs> doing it with all the kids. Um, when you think about it, it, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but going, you know, going to New York is a lot different than going to, to Golden State. And I can see where that could come in. Um, you know, Duran did not want to be the man anymore. He didn't want to be the player responsible, everything falling on him. He just wanted to fit into a team and, you know, be the number two or three player on the team. Um, you know, in a way, that's how it is with Stanton going to New York. The problem is it's the media capital of the world, and you're just not going to blend in on that lineup. You, your mistakes you know, your bad games are going to be called out more than anything, especially in New York. So um, I was always a Stanton fan when he was with Miami. Um, I want to see him do good. Um, but it just it just doesn't look good right now. But you're not going to keep him down, and eventually he's going to snap out of this funk. Um, I don't know if you heard it yesterday. Cal Ripken Jr. was on the radio yesterday, and they pointed out that in the 1991 season, he struck out 46 times for the year. And Stanton struck out 43 times in April. So, <laughs> the one thing, the one um, thing I would say is if he hits, if Dwayne, if he hits, you know, he hit he hit number six and number seven tonight. If you told me he hits six to seven home runs a month uh, throughout the course of the year, he has. He's going to be upwards of 30 or 40. And then are you going to be happy with that at the end? You will. You will. Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. If they held off, and let's say they, they didn't get Stan, okay? They didn't get Stanton. And they were just saving their pennies for the next great player. I mean, is Stanton as good or better than Machado or Harper? Is he a better player than any of those players? He won the MVP last year. He won the MVP yeah. last would, year over them. Would you? Would you? Do you? I mean, I'm asking a question. Like, do you, as a player, do you feel like he's a better player than both of those guys? Well, no, I don't. But I don't think that I, I don't. To be honest, they might look at the infield and the prospects that they have and say, Machado's not even an option at this point. Um, if you're talking oh, about Harper, it's always an option. I mean. One of those guys. Well, they, they have players. Players. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. They have players, and and if you're if you're watching them on a day in day out basis, they oh, have yeah, I do. incredible I do. prospects. Who, you know, if I mean, I don't I don't know how. I mean, Andujar, you can't even sit him because he's such a good hitter. No. Um, I just no. I don't know if there's a lot of I, I, it's not a lot of uh, urgency from a Yankees fan standpoint to pay Machado thirty million dollars a year when you have Andujar there. And not at this point. 
not at this point anyway. Harper, on the other hand, again, of course he's a better player than Stanton. Um, you know, so, I, you know, again, would you rather substitute Harper for Stanton? Of course you would. Of course you would. Yeah. It's interesting because the team that he really, really wanted to go to, we know where he didn't want to go to. This is my team, which is fine. We know where he really wanted to go to, and that was that was the Dodgers. And the Dodgers kind of rested on their laurels and said, hey, uh, we won the division all these years in a row. We won the World Series last year. We got this. Do we really want to blow up our team? Which, which, which when you look at what the Yankees gave gave up for Stanton, they wouldn't have to blow up their team at all <laughs> to, to right. get them. I mean, right. it, it was pennies penny, penny on a dollar. So all of a sudden you lose Justin Turner, you know, and all of a sudden your best player, Seager, Corey Seager, is out for the year with Tommy John. So which means like you know, who knows when he's going to be back? Period. Um, I mean, those are those are. I believe they lost another game last night um, with. Um, I'm not sure if they won or lost last night, but um, they um, but they've been struggling with Kershaw on the mound, like. Kershaw has a lot of a lot of um a lot of you know wear on those tires. I mean, they really did not do a good job. I thought I thought they should, I thought they could have jumped. I thought they should have jumped right in and and got Stanton, but they didn't want to do it, and they ended up on. And they're kind of paying the price for it right now. If they had Stanton in that lineup, I think it still will be a little bit better. And they have lost four games in a row. They had a weekend series with the, with the Giants where they lost three out of four. They're not playing well at all, and I think. There's a time right now where you can probably stick a fork in the Dodgers. They're done. They're done. You think they're done? They do. They're done. Arizona. I mean, they're done. They're absolutely done. They are not coming back. They don't have the pitching to do it. You 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 have Kenley Jansen throwing like 90 miles an hour for some reason. Maybe maybe it was a wear and tear of last year, the way season he had last year. But I mean, he's he's not even he's not even throwing. He's not, he's not even a guaranteed save anymore. When he comes in, last year he was a was a guaranteed save last year. You know, I, I'm not. I'm yeah, not considering, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not considering the panda has more one, two, three innings than Kelly Jansen, it's not a good year in Los Angeles. So that's how you got to look at it. The panda, I love it. I love it. The Giants are hanging around. They're hanging around. Hanging around. They went from you know they had one bad stretch and and and, and they want to sell everybody off, and now. The Giants have the Giants have received what could be a possible a possible death blow as well, because Johnny Cueto, who leads the league in ERA, is going to see Doctor Andrews, and you only want to once you meet Doctor James Andrews, it's like okay, you don't know. <laughs> you pretty much you pretty much think that could be that could be um pretty much a done deal um with Cueto. We'll see what happens with there. I know uh, Bumgarner is throwing a little bit now, but so we'll see what happens um see what happens there as far as that goes um. Houston and the Yankees. The Yankees could be on their way to taking two out of three in that series. Um, beating Keiko, I thought Keiko would be a guy who the Yankees would get to eventually. Um, he just, I mean, he just doesn't. He, you gotta he, to beat the Yankees. You need that electric stuff. You know what I mean? You really need it. I, I don't see like the the guy who too who goes and tries to you know, nibble at the corners. Beating be, beating the Yankees for a long period of time. He has run with the Yankees, and now the Yankees are just gonna. They're gonna tattoo him every time now. I think I'm not. I'm not really worried about Keiko in that series. I do still worry about the Yankees in a seven-game series getting 
you know, getting being able to pitch with some of these teams, but they are pitching well. I mean, they they pitch well in Houston right now, but I I'm not sure I'm not sure like in a, in a playoff series if they're gonna be able to do that. Let's we'll see what happens there as far as um as far as that goes. Mike, you, Mike, you have to be really impressed with the Yankees pitching so far. I am, but again, I feel the same way too. I mean, because because when again regular season is a little bit different too. Obviously, different pressure. Players. The reason the Yankees even got to Keuchel was the playoffs. He owned them all in the regular season for, for several years. And the reason they got to him was just being patient. And players are – hitters are more patient in the playoffs, so you have to have better stuff, just like you're saying. And Sonny Gray needs to pitch better. I mean, they, they definitely need a top-line oh, yeah. starter during the middle, middle of the season. They need another top-line starter, absolutely. And you mentioned a guy who I want to talk about so much, so much and that's Sonny Gray. And I know it's against – like all, all convention or whatever with Sonny Gray, like you know, you know, because because I understand that I I do believe that Gary Sanchez is their best, even with Didi doing his thing, the most the, the, the scariest hitter in that lineup. The judge is great, I know, how, but like Sanchez scares the hell out of me. I I feel like he yeah, he has yeah. kind of he kind of has that attitude where I think he's trying to hit the baseball through the stadium. Like I mean, he, you see when he hits his home run, he drops the bat. Like he's so. Angry at the plate, he looks he's like hit the ball through the stadium. He he has the same. Like it's weird because like a guy like Gary Sheffield used to always terrify me at the plate. It's the especially when the way his bat was so active, when he hand way way was swinging back and forth. I was like every time he took a, took a cut, I thought the ball was gone. Um, but we all know how he must how he struggles against behind the plate, especially with with um with Sonny Gray on the mound. Because he just bite the bullet and just have Ryan catch for him. Like, what's the big deal? Just have him catch for him. Like, he pitches so much better when when Romine when Romine's behind the plate. Just just, just, just just have him do it and be done with it. So you can so get a quality start out of the guy who, 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 who you control for the next couple of years. Mike? Was that for me? Yeah, that I would, I would oh, actually anyway. say I, I agree with you. You know, even tonight, Romine's catching – catching Severino. It's not like they don't do it. So I, I'm, I'm with you. Sanchez is DHing tonight. I, I think, you know, I don't think any Yankee fan is going to be upset if uh, Romine catches a few days a week and Sanchez DHs a, a, a couple more times. Um, but, you know, if, if it makes that big of a difference. We've seen that in the, bat, in the past. I remember, you know, Joe Girardi and even when Posada was coming on in the 90s, um, there, were, there were guys who really wanted to pitch to Girardi. Um, and and so it happens, you know. You just have you have guy. Romine's just a better catcher, you know what I mean. So I, I agree with you. I also agree with you. Sanchez, they're probably Didi and, and Sanchez are probably the two best hitters in that lineup. Sanchez is he can just hit. He's just a good hitter, and, and I, I agree with you on that. Agree with you on that. Um, James, American League. Um, any surprises? Any teams you want to talk about? I look, I look at the same as I see. Um, the Angels were Angels had got to a good start, but then the Giants went there to two out of three. Um, you know the Yankees went there and beat them up badly. Um, and I see Seattle making or making uh, making their way um, close to first place. They're tied in the lost column with the with the uh, Astros. Any team in um, the American League that you feel like um, you, you, you want to you want to talk about? Yeah, Tampa Bay is actually surprising me. They're they're just about yeah. five hundred. I didn't think they were going to be this good. They traded off a lot of players and. You know, they've been still trying to get rid of Chris Archer, but um, to be 500 with pretty much a rebuilt team is interesting. Toronto's starting to come around. We've talked about Toronto a lot. 
um, on these calls or on the show. So, um, you know, a lot of teams are bunching that like 14 and 13, 13 and 14, you know, records, and you're just waiting for someone to bust out. Um, I thought Cleveland would be better. They're at 15 and 12, uh, but they're starting to hit the ball. So they had a, a big day today. Um, that's probably the most surprising is that Cleveland is not better than they actually are, but they should have no problem winning that division and they still haven't even really faced the White Sox yet. So, um, you know, there's should be 17 or 18 wins out of those 19 games for them. So. Boy, that division is pretty, that's, 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 that's pretty piss poor right there, boy. I tell you, that's like, that's like um, AFC East type over there, boy. That is bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that, that, is, that is really bad. I, I did not realize. I mean, listen, the the, the world's going to have to pay the piper for winning the, winning the championship, but they're really playing it. They're really paying for it now, man. Like, they're, they're 8 and 22. That's like you're going to, you're going to the game just to, just for just to get outside. <laughs> you're not going yeah, to the game I mean, for the reason. Just to get some sun. Get it's city. a good day to get some sun. You got to give the Royals some credit for – they could have easily just blown that team up um, after winning the series, and they didn't. You know, they, they went through all last year with Hosmer and, and Moustakis without trading them at the deadline. Um, so kudos to them for doing that and, and keeping those core players together for the fans. But now it's obviously paying off. And, you know, give them another six years and we'll be back in the World Series since they're going to just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Everybody's 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 gonna be on the Houston Astros train trying to lose and to, uh, to get better, and I think I think it definitely will happen there. Um, but Boston Boston had a little bit of a skid to try to bounce back. Um, Tampa Bay, like you said, um, this lost center fielder for for the season as well, and he's a he's a fine player. And they're gonna they, they bounce back as well. So gotta give him a little credit there. Um, it seems like this this, this I mean this national getting kind of crazy now. You got the Mets. Off the pack a little bit, so I can't play the I meet the Mets song anymore. They came back to the pack. Um, the four and six in their last ten, but Atlanta. I mean, they're one of the lead, they, I think they're, they're, I think they're, they lead the league in batting average right now. They have a lot of nice young hitters um, there. I kind of can't wait to see them play. The Giants go there um, this week, so I can um, go. So I can watch the Giants and see how see how that young team is being put together. But they're seventeen eleven. They're young. They're athletic. They just called up one of the one of the one of the top um, prospects in in, um, in in Major League Baseball um, coming up now this week. So they are really humming and playing well. And Gabe Kapler he said, "Don't call the comeback. I've been here for you." Um, and he is and he has his team playing pretty well. Um, um, coming back from that um, that, that torrid start, they lost four in a row now, but they are they are playing well. Um, and then you have. Um, the Nats who are trying to crawl inch their way back up from you know from from the from from, from the bottom here. Um, Atlanta's pretty exciting to watch, you know. I, you know, so I'm going to see how see how they do there. Um, in the Central, the Cardinals are the Cardinals are coming back a little bit, so the Cardinals are going to be there. Um, I do. I I I kind of am. I mean, they are. I like Ozuna a lot. So they 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 added some power there. Uh, also, the National League. Anybody want to Don't the Pirates deserve some credit here? I mean, what? A, yeah. I mean, they basically yeah. sold off everybody, and they've won 17 games so far. 17 to 13. Oh, hold I, on. I was actually, hold on. How about 
How about the, everybody in, in the National League Central, with the exception of the Cincinnati Reds, is over 500? So I think everybody, yeah, how about everybody that? had a division. Yeah, how about, how about that? What, 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 what are we There's make? a lot of good teams. A lot of good teams starting off in the National League. I mean, we, you know, I, I don't know how long it will continue, but we're 30 games in pretty much, 28 to 30 games in, and there's a lot of a lot of pretty good records in the National League, which is a surprise. Um, but just a lot of a lot of good baseball being played. I, I um, again, not you, you don't necessarily think that the Pirates are going to continue it, but um, they're they're playing well. I think you know uh, what you're going to see now is just. I want to see the East. I want to see if the Braves can continue to play as well as they are, like you were saying, a lot of young players, and see if the Nationals can get, they're going to have to be able to close that gap on the Mets. Um, Mets always have a little bit of drama to them, so we'll see how, you know, they've only won four of ten, I think four of the last ten you just said, so um, that's interesting. And then, you know, some good teams in the Central. The Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals should be a, a, a nice race for the entire year, too. So, um, a lot My of team, the, Bre- the Brewers, the Brew Crew. I like the Brew Crew um, at the beginning of the season. Um, James, thoughts on the National League real quick? Yeah, um, obviously that whole Central Division division's looking really good. Everyone's above 500. Um, you know, you mentioning the Dodgers before. There's an 8-20 and 20 team in the American League East who could obviously trade their shortstop to the Dodgers, and, and that solves their That's shortstop true. problem and That's their hitting true. problem when you think about great it. Great point. Um, so – be wary of that, Mr. Giants fan. Um, National League, it's you know, it's it's the funner league to watch. I, I even though I'm an American League guy, I I don't you know I like watching the pitchers hit and because then when a pitcher gets a hit, it's like one of the most exciting plays in baseball sometimes. Um, Arizona is actually surprising me. Like I didn't think they were going to be this good again. I thought last year was a fluke year for them, um, but yeah, they're 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 looking they're looking really good. You know, no surprises. Not worried about the Nationals. Again, we're on May 2nd. They haven't played the Marlins yet. Um, they've been – even when the Marlins had their team together, they would tear them apart. So, you know, they still have their 19 games with the Marlins. So, they're in a good spot there. That's their division to take. Um, you know, I think once the weather warms up, that team's just going to really take off. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. The, what I'm what I'm annoyed with is that wild card is going to be murdering the National League. My goodness, we have so many teams there. I mean, you never know, who, you never, you never know who has the staying power to be around for a long time. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, that should be really, that, should, that should be a really interesting race to see what happens what happens there. Um, love Milwaukee, man. I love Milwaukee. I, I just after I mean, I mean, I'm not going to complain about having um, McCutcheon. Because we have them now, but as soon as the minute they said no to the Stanton deal, whatever we had to give up to get um, yeah, Kristen Yelich, I would have done it. I mean, I love Kristen Yelich, uh, I really do. And him and Keith Kane and Santiago in that outfield are just doing a great job for them. They have one of the best defensive metrics in all of baseball. They cover a lot of ground out there, and um, and that and, and that that's one of the reasons why they're in uh, they're in second place. As far as Arizona, I see them every night, and they just I mean, didn't they? Have they lost a series yet? That's the question. I don't think they've lost a series all year. Yeah, they were like the first team. No, they have not. Win. Yeah, they have not lost a series yet this year. So that's pretty – that right there is very, very impressive right there. So you have to give them a lot of credit because they haven't lost a series there. Um, we know what the Rockies are. The Rockies are just lumberjacks. 
Um, you know, they're going to win games 10 to 6, you know, that stuff like that. So we know that. Um, the Giants, have the, Giants had, a, had a big hole, came out of that hole now. Um, they're over 500. They won today, scored some runs. Um, but like I said, like, the young pitchers are doing it, which is really, which is really nice to see. Um, but, you know, Bumgarner is but Bumgarner's not going to be back for a little bit. And Johnny Cueto is, is chilling, chilling with um, Dr. Andrews. So we'll see what happens with there. Um, th- that could be – the Cueto thing could be really – Jeff Samarja can't be your number one starter. So let's just, let's just, let's just put, it, put, it, put it in um, – Or your number two. Or your number three. The number four suits him quite well. Um, have you guys, have any of you guys ever seen uh, or been to um, Cape Cod League games? I've seen them on TV. I've never been to one. Yeah, so um, they, yeah, they have, and I'm happy that they're actually having this because they usually only do it for football, only do it for uh, basketball. But they're doing a documentary on you know these behind the scenes trying to make the major leagues or trying to make a professional league uh, on the Cape Cod League. On Fox Sports One, so um, if you got a chance to check it out, uh, I think people should check it out. It's pretty cool to see to see those um, to see how to, to see how those guys play in that league. That league is famous for a lot of different things, so that's kind of cool there to, to, to check that out. Um, speaking of, we talked about the Astros and their team, and you guys are both familiar with the term spin rate, correct? On pitches, spin rate. So yes. Trevor Bauer, the Trevor Bauer of the um, Cleveland Indians is basically questioning how pitchers are going to Houston and all of a sudden they are, they are improving their spin rate so dramatically. Like <laughs> what are they doing to, to, to accomplish this? And, of course, it comes on the, off the, on the heels of this team winning the World Series. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying, so it's kind of interesting to, kind of interesting to see um, that little gazemanship there. Um, I guess they're trying to say that the that these pitchers are using a lot of pine tar, which does create um, a better spin rate for pitchers. So we'll see if that's actually something that's actually gonna. We'll see. We'll see when they play each other if that actually um, becomes a thing um, between those. Um, between those two teams, the Indians and the Astros, because they're both teams that can win the pennant um, in the American League. I'm sure the Yankees and Red Sox will have something to say about that. Um, so Thanksgiving dinner, you got yourself, you got your family, James, everybody's sitting down relaxing, and then you got Draymond Green on one side of the table, and you got Charles Barkley on the other side of the table. So... Yep. <laughs> Who's, how, how long? How long before the fifth star flying, man? How long? How long before the fifth star flying? Um, um, not not too long, you know. The round mound of rebounds, you know, he's always had a mouth. Um, I think it was, you know, joking around. Um, that's one of the best pre and post games on for any sport oh. that you'll see. It's incredible. It is, it's is incredible. going out of that show. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to see who, you know, I, I'd rather see Charles Barkley punch Drake if, if you're going to hit anybody. Um, you know, because like he's becoming Drake. the Spike Lee. Uh, it's kind of the Spike Lee of the 2000s. And, you know, you know what? The, you know what? The fact that he's, that he's rooting for a team that will never win an NBA championship, and he's rooting for him so hard, 
I, I got to give Greg credit for that. I, I, I give Greg, Greg credit for that. Mike, uh, the question for you He's is, paid to root for them. <laughs> He's got no payroll. I'll, I'll root for the Toronto Raptors if they want to pay me. The, the, the fun part about the, the the funny part about the Charles Barkley thing is that obviously he was joking, but what he, the point he was trying to make is that if you watch even the play last night from Draymond Green, he can be frustrating to watch because he he does take cheap shots. He does take cheap shots at players, and so because you really can't retaliate, you can't hard foul anymore with, and still stay in the game. It's easier for somebody like that who takes, you know, he's not a crazy cheap shot artist, but last night he's grabbing the legs of, of Davis. It's obvious, you know, and so they get a double foul called and he acts like he doesn't do anything. He's just saying in, in his day in the 80s when we grew up watching basketball, you, you would have to, he would be forced to fight his way out because guys would be challenging him, hard fouling him, maybe even fighting him in that era. Um, and you would have to, you'd really have to defend yourself. Or now, if you, if if anybody even gets close to fighting at all, it's like a double technical, and you risk being thrown out of the game. So I think that was the point that he he is he does definitely pulls the, you know he's uh, he's definitely a cheap shot artist to some extent, at least as much as we have in the game today. So here's my thing with Mister with Mister Green. Um, the actual way he plays is a cool way to play basketball. He's versatile. He does all the dirty work. He's a you know a six seven, six eight, whatever six ten player who can take the ball out of the hole, start, start the fast break, and create a shot for a teammate, create a shot for himself, um, and, and do those things. Um, a couple of times in the uh, pick and roll, he got a dunk. It was in the vicinity of, of Davis. And he, and he's like barking in his face. To me, and he, he was continuously, he was continuously barking in people's faces the whole game. To me, when you have the Western Conference All Star team playing a playoff game, the fact that that game is even close shows you how great Anthony Davis and and um, Andrew Holiday really are, because because he plays on an All Star team. Number one, he's definitely the fourth Beatle. You know, he definitely is because he's not as good as any of the other, 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 other three players. But to me, it's like, in my head, it's more on the lines of it's hard to – he makes it hard for you, unless you're a, um, a Warrior fan, to appreciate what he does because he's too busy being a jerk on the, on the court. And you know, and it's not a knock on him as a player because it's hard to do what other great players do. Mike, you had talked about this before. You know he couldn't carry a team by himself. He could never right. do what, what what Curry does. He could never do what uh, West, I mean, uh, with, um, what, what Durant did in Oklahoma City. He couldn't do what any Charles of those Barkley things. Did. He would never be able to do what Charles Barkley did. Never be able to do that. Those te- James, those teams in Phoenix with Dan Marley, I mean, that was Barkley's team. Like, yeah, he, he, that, carried them, he carried them for the NBA Finals. He would never yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I think of today's NBA, and I think of someone like Xavier McDaniel, he'd be suspended for life and, and banned from Madison Square Garden <laughs> oh, the way he played the game. So. Xavier <laughs> <laughs> McDaniel. I would have the perfect name for the perfect situation. 
But you know, so um, yeah. But I, I, I just can't. I mean, like to me, it's just like. I mean, to me, it's like let's just. If I'm Anthony Davis. I'm like, yo, listen. We'll have TNT come. TNT will come to the game. I'll play you one on one to eleven. One on one to eleven. See who wins. That's it. He ain't gonna say he's he, he not gonna want to play. The funny thing about Charles Barkley is Charles Barkley says one sentence, and that takes over the sports talk world for the day. It's amazing to me. He can sit in the news all day just for one sentence. James said it correctly, though. That is – I mean, I wish – I don't know what what the magic is of that show. Like, Shaq could could just be not on the show anymore. Shaq is annoying. But, like, the chemistry between Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley – and Ernie Johnson is incredible. Like that, that show is just too funny. I mean, it, it's funny and and you gain knowledge on the show at the same time. Like it, it, it's really, it's it, 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 that show is incredible. It, 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 it shows, I, I mean, I I DVR that show. And, and most post game shows I don't DVR. I can tell you that much. Um, take a quick break, and then we're gonna talk about the um, the series themselves, and not Charles Barkley, and not and not Draymond Green. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad Music again? The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's Intro to Classic Rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's Intro to Classic Rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically. Cancel anytime. Welcome back to the Put On Waivers Podcast with Dwayne Douglas, James Amato, and Mike Rolando. Back on the uh, Phenomenal Birds podcast, Michael Rondo had to call a call tonight. Um, and so it's me and James for the rest, rest of the way. Um, James, I was just gonna come on to come on the show and say, you know what, the series I, I care the least about is the Rockets and Jazz. I was like, I don't. I mean, who cares about the Rockets and Jazz? The Rockets are only gonna get tested when they go when they go play, you know, a big team, and then. The Jazz are put up quite a fight tonight um, against the Rockets tonight. So let's see if the Rockets can, uh, if the Jazz can go take this series back to Houston, go back, go back to Utah one-one. Um, Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell has just been a, been a terror in, in this series so far. Um, quick thoughts on that series. I mean, we, I, I think we both expect the Rockets to win, but what, what would be a successful end of this series for for the Jazz? Um, I think the Jazz getting the six games would be successful for them, and I, and I think it would put a little bit of a scare into Houston, uh, but it would also probably build a lot of confidence for Golden State. I think, you know, Golden State's the class of the West, although, you know, we're shaping up to having, a, you know, one of the best playoffs in recent history in the NBA, just, just all around with what's going on in some of these yeah. games. And, um, you know, there there are no clear-cut favorites, you know, I, other than Golden State, but – I, I wouldn't even be shocked if they got to game seven with the Jazz. The Jazz are, you know, they're, they're playing with, um, they're, they're, they're playing with the house money, you know, and those are the teams that always scare you, the teams that aren't supposed to be there. 
You know, they weren't supposed to get past Oklahoma City, and they did. And, and you know, when I think of the – when I think of the two giant Super Bowls, especially the first one, you know, the Giants were the house money team. They weren't supposed to beat Brett Favre in his last game. You know, um, they weren't supposed to beat Tony Romo. Um, you know, and they get to the Super Bowl, and they're just enjoying the ride um, of that week. And, and, and those are the types of teams that, that can scare you in the playoffs. And, and Utah is definitely one of those teams. Like, hey, we're not supposed to be here. You know, they're, they're trailing by four right now, uh, but it's um, – they were, they were up by 20. They were up by 20. I did see that. Um, yeah, they were by 20. But so. it's, it's, it's an interesting NBA playoffs. Like, you can't really – you can't figure out the East because Boston's doing it, you know, with duct tape and, and you know, whatever else they're doing to, to get that, so those annoying. wins. Um, so, so annoying. <laughs> Um, you know, and then Cleveland is, you know, LeBron James. Incredible, yeah, so, so, incredible and, story over there. Yeah, so, like, um, you know, the thing that drives me crazy with it is, like, you know, the, it's just a piss-poor defense by by the by the Sixers in, the, in game one. I mean, like, you had all this time off. You, it's, a, it's, a, it's a familiar opponent. How could you play that bad? I mean, they were just horrible defensively in that game. Um, in the the show, the new show, I guess, um, Mike Greenberg and Jalen Rose have – not Jalen Rose. Is it Jalen? Yeah. Um, yeah, Jalen Rose. Uh, yeah, Jalen Rose has on um, ESPN called Get Up. I actually watched the show. I watched the show once from time to time. They actually talk baseball. One of the few ESPN shows actually talk baseball. Um he broke down, like, you know, certain possessions, and it was, like, four. It was, like, six or seven possessions where, like, they weren't within 20 feet of um, of a Boston shooter. And Boston is known for being a good three-point shooting team. I mean, Tatum is just – I can't – I mean, the, the, he is just – it's amazing. I mean, he is, he is absolutely – I mean, he is just – I never – I mean, he – I never – I thought he was going to be – I knew he was going to be a good scorer. I never thought he would be just this ice water in his veins type – Type player um, like he is now, he is just taking the league by storm. I mean, you, you could have lots of balls. Jesus, look, can we can we can, 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 can I do that? Can I do a redo on that one, Magic? I mean, oh my goodness! <laughs> like he is, he is just he is fun, he is a phenomenal scorer um, and relentless too. Rozier comes in, we're wearing damn Patriots. I can't Patriots are in my dreams. Like, he wear Patriot jerseys. Like, oh my God, not, not for the Boston business, please. But he's playing great. Yeah, well, that was. That was a little dig at Eric Bledsoe too by wearing the the Bledsoe jersey. Yeah. So you, you had it like that. Um, yeah, I saw that segment this morning and I was actually shocked that it was only six or seven um, times that they had the ball like with tw- no one near him in twenty feet because it just seemed like all game long Boston was yeah. doing what they wanted at will. So um, kudos to them. A lot of you know, there's some people who picked Philadelphia in four uh, that they were just going to run through oh, Boston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. The thing about um, the thing that I'm worried about with Boston right now, and they're not going to win the championship, but as far as just getting through the East, is they are building up that old parquet floor. We don't lose in this building. Type atmosphere is coming back to to the Boston Garden or TD Bank, whatever they call it now. Like it, you can you can you can kind of feel it. Like you kind of feel it. like everything that can go wrong does go wrong. Like you know your your effort has to be almost 
perfect in and perfect in every way. Otherwise, they're still going to beat you despite not having Jalen Brown and having Kyrie Irving and having Gordon Hayward. Like it just, it just doesn't matter. Um, but you know they have the home they have the home court. So as long as they as long as they can hold the home court, they are they have the upper hand. Big game this week. Of course, the NBA stretches this thing out like ridiculous. So they don't play again until Thursday. Um, you know, three three games three games um, three, three days in, in between games, which is, which is ridiculous for that series. And of course, of course, it's a series that everybody wants to see. And the 76ers play the play the Boston Celtics. Um, yeah, the only, the only thing two. missing from TD Bank is you know Red Auerbach turning off the AC in the Lakers locker room and uh, and no hot water. You know, like like they did back in the day. Um, Dude, and I, and I gotta watch. I gotta watch. I gotta watch. Every, I mean, every opportunity the camera has to put on Danny Ainge. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I gotta see Danny Ainge every single play. Yeah. The, only, the only the only video of Danny Ainge I liked was when his his when he was playing basketball with his son in a in a driveway and his son just yoked it on him and just dunked on him and screamed in his face. That was like the best video I've seen. <laughs> Of him, but you know, I just, I just, I just, it drives me absolutely batty to sit there and watch it's like, this video. It's like watching the um, 80s um, um, basketball okay. again, because you'd watch the finals and be Red Auerbach on every commercial break. You know, now we got Danny Ainge on every commercial break. Yeah. I'm, I'm unbelievable there. Um, let's see here, Cavs and Raptors. I'm watching that game. And I'm watching it, watching it, watching it, and and, 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 yeah, and, and yes, they have. I'm surprised um, they don't have a Drake cam, where, where like you can just watch the watch Drake's reaction the whole game when the game's in Toronto. Yeah. But um, that's the reason why that game is a reason why they are a waste of time in these playoffs. Like they just they're never gonna beat. LeBron, they're never. They couldn't win that game one. They're coming off a of game seven. You have a little bit of rest. You're up big in that game the whole game, and you know if you just hang around with them, they're, they're, they're one of those teams that, that are just going to fall apart. And of course, they just completely fell apart in this game. And it was it was just, it was just tough to watch. It was it was almost embarrassing to watch. So it's it, you know they they fall hard. They'll give you a good fight, but yeah, I think that. The Cavs can, and to me, to me, after coming off that seven-game series with Indiana, it'd be good for the Cavs to probably get out of this thing in seven. I mean, excuse me, in five games. Like if they if they get out of this series in five games, that would be actually a good thing for them. If they can they can rest a little bit, even though LeBron seems like he doesn't need rest, but he is part. He is human. He's not. You can, you cannot lose that game. You can't. Oh, you no, no, no. are the home <laughs> yeah. team. You know, you're, so you had the, I mean, the... Toronto was so done. Yeah. I mean, Washington, yeah. they went six games with Washington, but they didn't even put up a fight with them. You have, you know, LeBron, seven games. He, he carried them those seven games, and, and you do everything possible to lose that game. You know, if Cleveland, Cleveland needs to get this round five games, you know, my belief is oh. whether it's basketball or – or hockey, I think those are the two sports where you can't win a championship by going seven games every round. And, and the, the quicker you come out of the first round, the better for you is to get that rest. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think baseball is the same. I think, but when it comes down to you know the nope. NBA, the NHL, like you you can't go 
seven games the first two rounds. So, you know, it'd be nice if yeah. Cleveland could get this over in, in five or less to get some rest to to play a much younger Philadelphia or Boston team. But um, I, I just, Toronto just, yeah, they, they just don't impress me at, at all, ever in the playoffs. I mean, like, this is a, the nice team. I mean, Rosen and uh, DeMarco Rosen and, and Lowry are, I know they're good friends and buddies and all that stuff like that, but they're just, they're just never going to be able to, to get over that hump. And I, I can't, I can't really give them any, any, um, any credit for any of that at all. Um, the Pelicans, they play a frenetic up and down style, which is fun to watch, <laughs> but you're doing it against the masters of that style. I mean, you're doing it against the masters of it. Like you cannot, there's no way of like, there's no way, there's no way around it. Like this team is, they, they do it better than anybody. They're, they're tremendous at it. So you never really give them a lot of credit for that. They are just, I mean, they are, I mean, they're, they're the Western Conference also. And they're not going to be beat in the Western Conference. I am, I am interested to see how Houston um, plays them. I mean, I think, I think you could have a game that hits 140 when those two, when those two teams play. I really, I really do. There, there's some animosity there. So you do have um, Chris Paul is just, you know, he's, he's that angry guy on the block. It'll be it'll be new territory for Chris for, for Chris Paul. He's never gotten to a um to a um Western Conference final. So it'll be it'll be big for him. To see what see to see, see to see how that goes, so it's interesting to see how that happens uh, with, with them as well. So um, we do expect to be a little bit a little bit predictable. The one series that's that's not predictable would be for would be Seventy Sixers and um, and the Celtics. I just I think it's a big game too. We'll see if the Sixers can um, can win that game too and tie up that series. They have to have it before they go back to Philly. Quick break. We'll be right back. How would you feel if you got pulled over for speeding today, but you didn't get a ticket? Now, that feels good, doesn't it? Well, that's pretty much what it feels like when your computer crashes or gets infected with a nasty virus if you get Carbonite online backup before you have your next computer disaster. With Carbonite, you get a do-over. You get your pictures and your other priceless files back. Computer disasters are inevitable, but for only $59 a year, Carbonite gives you safe, automatic, and unlimited backup for your PC or Mac. Plus, with Carbonite, you get anytime, anywhere access to your backed-up files from any computer or on your smartphone or iPad with a free app. Try Carbonite free for 15 days, plus get two free months with purchase. To get this special offer, click on the Carbonite banner or visit Carbonite.com and use offer code FREETRIAL. That's Carbonite.com, offer code free trial. Or simply click on the Carbonite banner on your screen. Love Talk Radio. California A hot. They got shade. Let me take you on the way. Back on the Put On Waivers podcast. We talked to um, NFL, NBA. Uh, talk Major League Baseball. Um. So, James, give me some NHL love, man. What's going on with that? What's going on with, with, with NHL? I'm looking at um, Boston going down um, four games to uh, – sorry, not four games, but four, 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 four to one. Um, and then trail the Lightning two games to one. And Vegas still around um, doing big things over here, beating up on um, San Jose. So, um, thoughts on the playoffs um, on, and on the, on the ice right now? Yeah, um, you know, series, the games aren't as close as normal um, in the playoffs, and, and that's even in a couple of the 
the six and seven game series that we had with, with you know, the teams winning big. Um, a lot of people think I'm rooting for the Lightning because they have so many ex-Rangers down there. I'd actually like to to see Ovechkin get the cup this year. Um, so kind of pulling for Washington. You know, it was always death taxes and the Capitals losing in the second round to the Penguins. Um, it's pretty much been the standard. One of the most amazing stats that I've heard in the last couple of days was um, pretty much they played five times in the playoffs in the last seven years. And last night was only the third time that Ovechkin and Crosby scored in the same playoff game, which is amazing when you think about the amount of games they played together for for that to happen. Um, Yeah, Vegas still looks good, although – you know, Washington, uh, not Washington, I'm sorry, San Jose may be getting Joe Thornton back in their next game, um, and he's a difference maker for them. So it's um, it's going to be an interesting cup. You know, the Penguins are, you know, it's still their cup to lose. They're still the defending champs, but um, Washington just looks better than them, um, and let's see if they can get through it. The Winnipeg Jets, oh, sure. another great story. Um, Dustin Bufflin, one of my favorite players, big guy, um, has a lot of fun playing hockey. Um, yeah, it's it's really, really interesting what's going on in, in the playoffs this year. Um, I thought the Bruins would put up a better fight against the Lightning. Again, it's only two games to one. They got the split down in Tampa, which is what, you know, what you have to do. Um, and obviously, they lost home ice tonight by losing. But um, that, should be, that should be an interesting series. But, again, if I'm going to recommend one series for you to watch, you, you need to watch Washington and Pittsburgh. Washington, Washington, Pittsburgh. There's always a always a good battle there. So I'm I'm, I'm familiar with the Penguins as, as well. So anything sports wise that you that you have been through the week that you said, hey, let me mention this on the show. An interesting topic to talk about on the show today. Off the um, top of the dome. It's actually it's been a conversation that I've been having at work with a with some people, and we've been talking a lot about LeBron. Excuse me, and the difference between LeBron and Michael Jordan, you know, um, LeBron's the greatest player of this generation. Um, the big difference is, you know, Michael Jordan willed his teams to win, and I know you can say the same for LeBron, but Michael held all his teammates accountable. It's a much different league nowadays. Um, again, we've, we've talked about it. You know, everybody's friends. That's why they're all planning on playing together somewhere along the line. But, um, you know, that that's the big difference for me. I don't know your thoughts on it. You know, I grew up on 80s basketball. I never missed a Lakers game. I loved Showtime. I loved the Lakers. Um, you know, we were we were putting together, like, our top five players that we've ever seen and you know LeBron was number five on my list you know I I had Magic I had Kareem I had Michael Jordan um, and I had Charles Barkley um, ahead of LeBron which you could probably flip-flop the two of them but what what are your thoughts on like who are the top five basketball players you've ever seen play well I mean as far as from I mean I think I think I think I saw him on the end of it, but Dr. J was definitely one of them. Um, Dr. J, I forgot I all about thought, Dr. J. I thought it was Dr. J. I feel like, and, and this is like this is like not like who I think the best the best of all time is. This is like who I what, who I just saw a lot, who I saw live or saw on TV. I think because of what he said about um, Larry Bird before the Olympics, 
saying that if Larry Bird was just another um, um, African American player, he'd be just another guy. Um, I think Isaiah. I think we shortchange Isaiah Thomas for the great player he was. Uh, I don't think people understand <laughs> when he was limping around on one leg in the NBA Finals. Like that kid, he was tough, man. Like that. That was really. He was really one of the toughest players you could ever you could ever have there um, in that um, in that um, in that point guard position. He was a distributor. He was a clutch shooter. Um, you know, young in younger days, he had um, his dunking ability was was um, was was there as well. Um, another guy who I love to watch play was um, Sidney Moncrief. Those Buck teams were awesome. I was watching those Buck teams. Those were some good Buck teams. They were just like, you know, those some really good Bucks. And, and any other error, they would have they, they would have been a championship team. Um, but they were just they were just really they're really they're really good players. I used to love watching um, Sidney Moncrief play. Um, never missed a game that he played. It was on TV. I'm trying to think here. Um, even though it was kind of unorthodox how we got the scoring done, and it wasn't always like really easy or, or easy uh, easy for him to score. Um, Dominic Wilkins. I mean, he just was. You gotta have you gotta have a a crazy athlete on your team in basketball, and he was just that kind of guy. Like, he just would just do things that you never, you know, you could never see. Um, it was just a crazy. It's crazy. It was crazy how he was able to do all those things. Too bad he played in Atlanta, where they never end up. Where they never end up doing anything. Yeah. Um, Him and Larry Bird had fundam- great playoff games. Yeah. Um. I think one of the best teams to ever play, like, you know, like, you know, Shaq calls Tim Duncan the big fundamental. Um, I think that guy back in the day was Brad Doherty. Like, Brad Doherty just had that ability just to score in a post. That's some, I mean, these were the best players, the best players. These guys are some of my favorite players to watch and then, um, back in the day. Um, I love that. Um, trying to think who else was there. Oh, Lakers. I didn't mention the Lakers really, but I mean, Worthy was just, just was so slick. Like he just was so like smooth. Everything he did was just was just smooth. He just getting the ball, and he, and he would just give you twenty, and I mean, give you twenty and ten. Like and even, I mean, just all the time. It was just it was just amazing how he how how quick how quick he was. And the, I mean, that first step was just unbelievable. So I always give um, James Worthy. A whole lot of credit with um, with his ability to score. Um, as long as as far as like the LeBron, like I'm done with it. Like as far as, far as it goes, like I, it's funny. I talked I talked to a lady lady the other day, and she was talking about you, you know that Michael Jordan poster where where, his, where it's just his head and he's and he's and his arms are out that wait the wingspan. Yes. <laughs> commercial. I mean, that poster. Yeah. And we're, we're talking about Jordan, whatever, whatever. And she was surprised. Because I was younger than she was, and she talked about how she was surprised that I didn't say LeBron, and I was like, everybody knows. I'm like, Mike was Mike, it's okay to say Mike was the best without dissing LeBron. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're not dissing yeah. LeBron by saying Michael's the best. Like, you know, it's 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 really that it's really that simple. I understand what he does for his team. He also chose to play on that team. He also ruins that team. Because they do not make proper moves that can make the team more successful. Like you know, I mean, 
going out there. Tristan Thompson was great in the NBA Finals a couple of years ago, but doesn't mean you got to max him out. He crippled the, he's crippled that franchise with that move. You know, so they so they, so they couldn't even get better to, to, to keep players around, so, so he could stay there. So um, there's, there's a lot of times where Jordan walked into the office and said, "I want this guy, I want that guy," and what was it, was it the Reindorfs, whatever? They said, "Hey, yeah, no." They said no. Like <laughs> they said no. Like you know, I mean, they said no, and they were able to just go out there and do that. I mean, how? I mean. That that front office said no to Scotty Pippen when it was just him and Tony Kukoc, and, and he refused to go in the game. You know, so it, it's you know it, it is what it is as far as I mean, like I, I like I like LeBron, a person, and he's a tremendous person. Um, I'm not sure if Jordan was the person that LeBron is. Um, you know, I, you know, you, you hear all the stories about Jordan off the off the off the court. But as far yeah. as the person goes, I think that he is. A, I think, he's a, but I do think that this this era, this part of his game right now, the, where what he's doing now, he is trying to with with numbers and longevity, trying to pass Jordan because he knows he can't pass him with the championships. Yeah, get what I'm saying? No, and I got. He you. knows he can't do it. He can't do it the way it's normally done. So what he's so he what he's gonna do is say, oh, I was forty one and I averaged I was a triple double. Where was Jordan when he was forty one? Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's what he's trying to do. Like you know what I'm saying? So like I see I I kind of I see it that way from from LeBron, but it doesn't mean he's a, 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 a not a great player. Plus, I mean, is he gonna stay in Cleveland? Like that's another question. Like is he gonna go to Philly? Like you know that would be kind of scary if he went to Philly. But like you know it kind of yeah the way the way the league is set up now. I couldn't fault him. He went to Philly because I went to LA. I went to I went to another team where he could team with somebody because that's what these guys, that's what these guys do. Like, it's really yeah. it's really that simple. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, that's what they do. Besides, you know, you know, they they, they can't. I mean, they can't. They they're not gonna sit there and, and um and and like you know sit there with one team and be you know. And play on one squad and and battle that way. They're not they're not going to do that. They're going to say, "Hey, what's up? My this is this is you, my boy from AE back in the day. And remember when we were doing this? We should go play somewhere together. Think about how our brands would expand if we played together. Like all that kind of stuff like that. So I mean, I don't know. That probably would be it. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Um, interested to see how this kid in um, with uh, with the Braves plays. He is he's regarded as the next. So he's like he's basically the next Mike Trout. <laughs> he's basically saying it as he's the next Mike Trout. So we'll see what happens with him um, with the Braves. The Braves have the Braves have turned it around pretty quickly, man. They are they are not they are they are pretty yeah. they are pretty good they are pretty good young team, man. They are not. I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of scared about going there this weekend uh, to play with with the Giants. It, it, Interesting when you go to Atlanta because when teams go to Atlanta, it's always like even if you're playing warm weather, it's always that 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 that, that southern heat is just hotter. Like yeah. it's just hotter oh, than yeah, you can imagine. Like by far. Yeah, by far. So like those teams always have a time back in the day, um, um, playing playing in Atlanta, um, playing in Atlanta, playing down south um, all the time. So it's interesting to see. Um, um, what what happens there as far as um 
as far as the Braves go. Um, yeah. As they go forward um, this season. So, speaking of your friend Drake, we, we know when Drake comes on, it's about that time. About, about that time to go. Um, James, thank you. Thank you for um, thank you. tuning in to, to, to the Put Away podcast, folks, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Have a good night. Last name ever, first name greatest. Like a sprained ankle, boy, ain't nothing to play with. Started off local, but thanks to all the haters, I know G4 pilots on a first name basis. In your city, faded off the brown. Nino, she insists she got more class. We know, swimming in the money, come and find me. Nemo, if I was at the club, you know I balled. Chemo, dropped a mixtape, that shit sounded like an album. Who'd have thought a countrywide tour would be the outcome? Labels want my name beside an ex like Malcolm. Everybody got a deal, I did it without one. Yeah, nigga, I'm about my business. Killing all these rappers, you would swear I had a hit list. Everyone who doubted me is asking for forgiveness. If you ain't been a part of it, at least you got to witness. Bitches, it may not mean nothing to y'all. Understand nothing was done for me So I don't plan on stopping at all I won't see shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine Shutting shit down in the mall And telling that girl she the one for me And I ain't need a plan in the call I won't see shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine I used to have hood dreams Big fame, big change. I stuck my dick inside his life until that bitch came. And went hard, all fall like the ball team. Just so I could make it rain, all spring. Y'all seen my story, my glory. I had raped the game young. You could call it statutory when a nigga blow up. They gon' build statues from me. Old money, Benjamin Button. What? Nothing. Now, super bad chick giving me mixed loving. You would think I ran the world like Michelle's husband. You would think the these niggas know me when they really doesn't Like they was down with the old me No, you fucking wasn't You such a fucking loser He ain't even go to class Bueller Trade the Grammy plaques just to have my granny back Remember she had that bad hip like a fanny pack Chasing the star, I'ma turn you to a maniac All the way in Hollywood and I can't even act They pull their cameras out and goddamn he snap I used to want this thing forever Y'all can have it back May not mean nothing to y'all Understand nothing was done for me So I don't plan on stopping at all I won't see shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine Shut shit down in the mall And telling that girl she the one for me And I ain't even planning to call I won't see shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine Okay Hello, it's the Martian, Space Jam Jardins. I want this shit forever, wake up and smell the garden. Fresher than the harvest, step up to the target. If I had one guest, then I guess I'm just New Orleans. And I would never stop, like I'm running from the cops. Hopped up in my car and told my chauffeur to the top. Life 
up in such a fucking roller coaster, then it drops. But what should I scream for? This is my theme park. My mind shine even when my thoughts seem dark. Pistol on my side, you don't wanna hear that thing talk. Let the king talk, check the price and pay attention. Little Wayne, that's what they gotta say a mission. I'm like Nevada in the middle of the summer. I'm resting in the lead, I need a pillow and a cover. My foot sleeping on the gas. No break pads, no such thing as last. Uh, uh. It may not mean nothing to y'all. Understand nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I want this shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine. Shutting shit down in the mall. It's telling that girl she the one for me. And I ain't even planning the call. I want this shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine. Back in stadiums, the stadiums bitches flow Nuts they go, macadamia and they go so ballistic, whoa He can make them look like bozos, he's wondering if he should spit this flow Fuck no, go for broke, his cup just runneth over, oh no He ain't had him a bust like this since the last time that he overdosed They've been waiting patiently for Pinocchio to poke his nose Back into the game and they know rap will never be the same as before Bastion in the brains of these hoes and establishing a name as he goes The passion and the flame is ignited, you can't put it out once we light it This shit is exactly what the prophet I'm talking about when we riot you dealing with a few two villains who stand inside of the booth who's feeling this bitch you feelings and stop two feelings come flying up out of our mouths and rewind it Payback motherfucker for the way that you got of me how's it taste When I slap the taste out of your mouth with the bass so loud that it shakes the place I'm Hannibal Lecter so just in case you're thinking of saving face You ain't gonna have no face to save by the time I'm through with this place so straight It may not mean nothing to y'all Understand nothing was done to me So I don't plan on stopping at all You've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, I'm sending out a mayday. My family's closets just aren't ready for spring. SOS, save our style. Help is here from Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's big thank you sale is going on now. Get the season's newest dresses, tees, and jeans, and 30% off your entire purchase. 40% off when you use or open an Old Navy credit card at Old Navy or OldNavy.com. 40% off? I may need to get to Old Navy. You may want to do that right away. It ends Sunday. Old Navy saves the day. High fashion, Old Navy. Valid 5, 2 to 5, 6. Excludes in-store clearance, gift cards, jewelry, register, lane items. Today only and two-day only deals. 40% off is subject to credit approval. See stores or OldNavy.com for details.